Hello, everybody, and welcome to Libromancy, a podcast about the magic of books. I'm Josh, and today I'm going to be talking about Fire Falling by Elisa Kova. It's the second book in the Air Awaken series. So let's march to the magic of books. Now, this is, we're going to try and start non-spoilery. Now, this book, uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I, I struggled a little bit to get into the first part of this book. I really wanted to read it. I was really excited to read it, but I kind of got a little bit of that mood you get in where you just don't want to read, even though you want to read. So it took me a little bit to get through this book, but I'm not faulting the book. This is the second book. It was a pretty good second book. This one is definitely, well, and I think the first one is to a degree, but this one is a heavy, heavy character book because in a non-spoiler kind of way, the plot is very minor to this story, uh, this particular story. So it was good. It was fun. I felt like her character work again is just crazy good that I mean I'm sure that she is very good at writing a teenage girl and sometimes I had to remind myself you know Josh these are not adults they're almost adults and they're teenage girls and at least one of them is a teenage-ish girl like a young adult maybe and they are going to be a little bit drama-y sometimes and that's okay that's just not uh, you but it didn't it didn't really detract but sometimes the way she thought about certain things was a little kind of repetitive. On the other hand, I will say that uh, Elisa Kova, this is the worst possible ending of a book that I, I have ever had. I hated it. I hated it Im immensely. I'm glad that I'm reading it when book three is already out so I could go right into it because the it's okay. Let me be truthful. It was not a bad ending. Like The ending is good. The ending is just very mean because it is a big cliffhanger ending. And that was, it's a very bad, like mean, bad, not good for the reader ending. It's a great ending like leaves you wanting more it wants you to get right into the next book like that makes it works right but it's it's rough on the reader so that's the ending i'm not gonna talk about it a little bit until we get to the end i really enjoyed this book i feel like a lot of the things are making sense consistently there's maybe one thing and i'm sure i'll get a little bit more into it or i might have just missed it as i was reading it but overall good book lots of fun good characters good relationships so let's just get into it and talk about it so first off let's let's go through our character here and uh let's kind of try and get a, get into the things that that bothered me and then we'll go to the things that didn't Vahala Yarl. she goes through so much of this book lots of ups and downs and this is kind of a recurrent of the second book but like every time she's told like anything she's always like well i am owned by the crown i have to do what you want i am owned by the crown and i'm like i get it like you're owned by the crown like they put you in jail and then they say you have to do this but like they're not like putting you in a cage and like, like it's a different different kind of cage but like you are not like you were owned by the crown before anyway like your cha your situation didn't really change the crown could have come in at any time and been like yep murder her you know she did something wrong and they would do that at least now you're a little bit more visible you're a little bit more aware but like please stop thinking over and over again i'm in a cage like i am owned by the emperor like i can't do anything like prince aldrick will eventually be the emperor and He'll smooth things out, okay? I love their relationship. Vaha goes hot and cold on his on Aldric a ton. That was maybe something that was a little bit more difficult for me in the first part of this book, is that she's like, oh, he said he didn't love me. He said he loved me, but then I saw him do this, and then he's with this person now, and I, I, I love him, and I don't love him, and I, I'm going to try and not be with him, and I'm going to be with him. And, and it totally feels like young teenage girlish, just like, I'm all over the place, and I'm, I I'm, my emotions get the better of me, and she is suffering from PTSD from when she was, you know, created a hurricane and killed some people for the first time, and being attacked, and, you know, meeting the emperor, and having him be like, I hate you, which this emperor, he just, I... We're going to tangent here for a second. He feels 
just like a loser still. Like, I don't like the emperor. I, I am the emperor. I have to be right. You are a bad person because you protected my son. Like, wait a minute. So if she hadn't protected your son, you'd have killed her because she didn't protect your son. So she protects your son, does a little bit of damage to some buildings. Some people die, but the prince is still alive. So we're going to beat her up some more anyway. Okay, like... You just seem like the emperor of bad decisions, like, and I don't know how you conquered the whole West and everything beforehand, because, or think you're going to conquer the North, because your army seems woefully inadequate, like, they never do any train, like, maybe they do training, it's just not shown to us with her, but, like, they never do any training, they march, they kind of party, there's an assassin attack, she comes up with an idea, and then they kind of implement it, and now whether they would implement that with her without her giving that advice to split the royals up, that's up for debate, but he just doesn't seem that smart. Like, this is my Windwalker, the one I want to win me the war. Therefore, I will beat her down and make her hate me. Yes, because clearly everyone wants to win the war for the people they hate. Ah, by golly, we've, we've come up with the solution. If we just make our soldiers and our, like, most valuable tool hate us, clearly, and we beat them and, like, are mean to them all the time, they will clearly do the best through a fake promise of reward to get uh, to get what they want at the end. And they'll never think that we'll betray them and not give it to them, because we will betray them and not give it to them, because that's who we are. Like, yeah, just, I don't, I'm not saying you have to put Ha on a pedestal as the Emperor and be like, ah, the Windwalker, she's so amazing, so cool, like, I'll bow down before her and give her whatever she wants, but, like, just treat her decent. And I guess this also falls into the whole royal versus commoner kind of situation but like she's a wind walker the only wind walker in the world she could project what you're planning on using to yeah you know, win the war like don't you think you want her to feel like a little bit nice towards you and like a little bit of loyalty rather than like hate or disgust I don't know. That seems like a smart idea to me. Like, maybe if they like you, they'll be more willing to, like, put themselves in danger for you. She goes through a lot for Aldric, and she really likes him. We're gonna drop the Emperor. But Mahala, I I love the scene where she kind of feel, realizes that she loves Prince Aldric, and that she's not going to give him up, and that she wants to be with him. And obviously she's still like, oh, but I can never really be with him. I'll just be the side, because he's a royal, and I'm not. And I'm like, you know, a royal is just somebody who took the power to be a royal and then passed it on to their kids. Like, you could be a royal too. Like, he could make you a royal. Like, in fact, by definition, marrying him makes you a royal because now you're the queen. Like, we don't really care about the senators because they all suck and should die, especially Eggman, who I knew there was something fishy about him, and he was a sorcerer, the head of the Sorcerer's Guild before Victor, who brought, you know, Valhalla in. So I, I'm curious as to what Eggman's deal is still. And okay, now we're going to get into the sad here. Um, Well, first, before we get into to the sad principal there i do not trust him fully still still got a weird relationship he's the whole book he's trying to be like Valhalla, don't go to him Valhalla, don't go to him like he's bad you're not gonna like my brother he's just playing you and it's like um no we know our how he feels like i know his feelings and i know my feelings and it's not gonna change and just like shove off balder which i have nicknamed affectionately bald hair even though he's not bald but it just makes sense in my head um okay now we're gonna get to the sad spots um, laurel that was the worst like you stab laurel in the stomach in the night with assassins like poor laurel i love her so much from her cool fireway to like dry her hair to like just her being willing to be there for her for Valhalla and for aldrich and be like i was his only friend and now she's dead and i'm like this sucks like why would you do that like laurel was basically one of the only things holding Valhalla together for us making sure everything was really good so you kill Valhalla and then in a couple chapters you decide that it's just cool 
to kill to pretend to kill Aldrich because I'm believing that this has to be fake, even though it looks super real and it felt super real at the end. But like, then you try and kill Aldrich, mm, you are in trouble, Elisa Kova. This is outrageous. It's crazy. I'm interested to see what's going to happen, but I hear, I think, I don't think he's dead, and obviously he can't, well, he could be dead, but I don't think he's dead, and the reason is because they're bonded, and since she's immune to flame, that means he should be immune to fall damage. Now, I never really understood that, like, how, why would he be immune to fall damage? Just because he's got wind walking, and she does, though, the wind kind of stops her, so I'm thinking it slowed him down, he's just got, like, a bloody face. I just looked it up again, and it's very convincing that he's dead but because there's blood but i i don't until the next book starts we're gonna i'm gonna hold off on this so prince aldrich you better be okay but again just these deaths were just ripping me apart and ripping valhalla apart i couldn't stand it now on a somewhat lighter note uh let's talk about daniel from the golden guard daniel just back off. You're not important to this story. I understand what you're doing and you like her and you're being nice to her and I'm appreciative of that. But uh, you just need to back off. She's busy. She's taken. Quit trying to sneaky worm your way in. I can see it. Everybody else can see it. Just you, you stand right where you are. Okay. The assassins, Alessia, I liked. And Alessia, sorry. Or Alicia. I liked that everybody thought that she was this fiance and you know going to be but then it turns out oh no it's just my cousin and when they actually talk and then they do talk about it like it's kind of resolved and then that they both confess their feelings for each other that was very nice very nice i really like that now let's we've talked a lot about characters let's talk about some other things like the plot is pretty much we're gonna march to the north and we're gonna get ready to stage our attacks and kind of get in and that's why i was like why are they just not even like ready to be attacking stuff you know why are they not being prepared to be attacked if they're invading like they should be ready more ready for this and of course the emperor has to be like oh no we're gonna you know mix you up keep the assassins at bay but then you have to be in my company i am a jerk and i couldn't let any good thing happen to my son because everybody knows to be an emperor you have to be cold and callous and hard and i'm not saying it doesn't help sometimes to be that way you definitely don't have to be that way all the time so and that's pretty much the whole plot and that's kind of the atmosphere is just travel that's kind of what i feel from the atmosphere of the book is you just you get the feeling of traveling and then they finally get to the crossroads and it's kind of like a half completion so now this this book does have a ton of good writing in it so many good lines I like their relationships and the way they're moving forward and the way that the characters talk and interact. And it feels genuine, which is a good sign of writing. I did not like the horribly mean cliffhanger at the end of the book. And it is almost quite literally like a cliffhanger. So uh, good job on that. But uh, I did not like it. So I was super, you know, I really want to see how Valhalla's and Eldrick's relationship's going to grow. If it can grow, I am really hoping he's alive. And I'm really interested in what crystals do. They increase your power or they do something to help to change sorcerers. That the Windwalkers are immune to it. And why are Windwalkers immune to it? Does that mean that Earth users are, you know, weak to it or like super weak against it? I am not sure. So that's, uh, I think that's going to be everything. Thing I have to talk about Fire Falling by Elisa Kova. Thanks everybody for listening. So David Hillowitz for the intro and outro music. You know, you can find me. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to libromancypod at gmail.com. You know, please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. And if you want to support the show, I do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash libromancy where I post short little videos or will be posting some short little videos and some other content. And remember to march with the magic of books. Mm-hmm.